All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, once again, the Temporal. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Matt is very excited because of the Super Bowl, which we'll get to in a second. Um, the Temporal Eternal podcast uh, is uh, where we discuss how to live for eternity in our relationships, ambitions, and time. So, so Matt, you're excited about your Bengals, right, man? Oh. Can't, you can't even imagine how excited I am. If they like, I know they're going to win on Sunday, so like I might cry. How do you know that? How does one know that? Man, I mean, <laughs> we got. I love his face. I love his face. See our end zone before a game. Twenty, maybe twenty-five players praying. It's awesome. Of uh, Bengals players at our own end zone. So it's not like the combination where they pray together. It's our guys praying <laughs> for them and their you know life what? and their I like that. That's an acceptable answer. You know, <laughs> so I'm telling you, Bengals by, five, by six. Whoa, by six. Bold, bold mm. prediction. Yeah. Land the prediction. We were talking to, talking to Matt before because um, we were – so we record usually a few days prior to us – you know, releasing it just to edit and everything like that. So this is going to come out Tuesday. So the actual podcast is going to come out after the Super Bowl. So I told him, I was like, don't say, hey, excited, you know, Bengals won. I was I mean, you can, Bengals but it'll won. be super embarrassing. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, the Rams won. And then you'd be like, oh, this is awkward. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun, fun Super Bowl. So, hey, we're going to, we're going to uh, dive right in. Once again, we are on Spotify Apple podcast and um, we are on YouTube. Feel free to subscribe and follow all those uh, places as well as check out our website. We have some cool merch, things like that, but we're going to dive right into it. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the metaverse um, and uh, what the metaverse oh is. The metaverse. I just, I kept thinking like, kept thinking like the matrix movie or something, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, just like that, like, you know, sunglasses and anyways, but the, but the metaverse, like what it is, um, how we should deal with it as Christians, um, and just as, as humans, right. And then maybe the negatives to it and then the positives to it. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to dive right in. Yeah, hey, go ahead. When I think of metaverse, I think of Wally. You said, <laughs> you say matrix. I say Wally. Ah, <laughs> uh, two very different I've perceptions there. I've never seen that movie, so I don't have the context, but I'll take your word for He's it. He's never seen Wally. Oh my wow. gosh. No, Donald. I haven't seen Wally. Donald. Man, living under a rock. It's been out for a while too. So that's okay. If that's if we okay. do a real if we do a legitimate movie reference, I'll take your word for that one. There's a movie called Ready Player <laughs> One. And Ready yes. Player One is is I mean essentially, I mean it's video game theme, but it's essentially the the metaverse. But but yeah, the metaverse, um, is not Facebook. Let me just be very clear by that. The metaverse concept, and they've had this for years in video games, is uh, is a, a, essentially a digital world. You'll have uh, your own, um, you know, character, if you will, um, that you'll be able to edit. Avatar. Thank you for that. The correct term, and then you'll be able to edit your avatar to however <laughs> it looks. Um, and, uh, then you get to walk around this digital world, very similar to a lot of video games has been, have been like, um, and then down the line coming up even now, uh, you will be able to purchase, 
uh, different uh, items, things like that, digitally, if you will. Um, and that's we're not going to dive into crypto and NFTs and all that, but we're just going to really focus on uh, the metaverse. So uh, we're not quite the investing platform when it comes to finances, but uh, no, investing that's eternally. That's that's what our focus is. So, hey, <laughs> that, that can preach right there. So. Um, so, yeah, so we're we're just talking really about the metaverse concept as a whole. There's a lot of different organizations and companies that are are. And already creating small versions of this and and putting things together. Facebook is one of them. They renamed themselves Meta, and really it, it will be kind of an arms race to whoever is going to be kind of that flagship. They're talking about how there'll be interactions between the different worlds, if you will. But who knows? So yeah, I'd love to kind of hear hear from you guys and you know what other feedback or info about that you've you know researched about the metaverse and what that looks like. So I see some crazy things happening in this metaverse. Um, I don't know about you guys, but there is a church. Uh, I've only found one so far. They bought this real estate because you have to buy real estate inside of this metaverse. Um, so they are actually having an online service inside metaverse. So you put your goggles on, you walk over to this building, you go inside, they have greeters at the doors and everything you walk into like this um it's it's more like a movie theater look and it's just like rows and rows and rows and you go in and they have a message playing right there continuously i don't know if it's the same message or what but it's called their life church they actually have mm -hmm. universe or a um, metaverse going on with church so they're preaching inside yep. the metaverse already that's pretty cool i think yeah, that's uh, that's Craig Rochelle's church, and they actually Life Church was the first uh, Bible app. So the original U version Bible app mm -hmm. was started by Life Church as well. So they've been, you know, very much the the people that have uh, jumped on the the cutting edge, if you will, of these things. So yeah, it's it's I've seen a I've seen a couple of videos, Matt. It's it's really interesting to I and I don't know if it's their church or another church, but I saw somebody showing like they're. Somebody was doing baptisms, which I thought that was pretty wild too. So wait, inside the metaverse? The metaverse, like, were they yeah. Baptizing the character or were they Yeah, they're baptizing the yeah. avatar. So then there's the I... controversy of is the baptism real? Because did it, it physically happen? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I think this this whole conversation brings up a lot, I think, interesting things for us, uh, anybody. You know how yeah. we interact as as individuals, as people, as a society, uh, as the church, as believers. Um, and like Donald said before, like the the metaverse is not a new concept. There's been many platforms. Uh, just so so we set like a, a little bit of a background, like, and I don't know. Trust me, I'm not an expert on this at all. But just in my research, like, you know, looking at different places like uh, Decentraland, um, Somnium Space, the Sandbox, different things that have been around for a while. But yeah, um, I think there's been in the last couple of months since now Facebook, um, as well as Microsoft, kind of trying to launch some of their uh, potential in this space. Um, yeah, is how do we? interact with the internet and some of these places and what are like donald said like the dangers uh what are some concerns but also like what are the opportunities here and i i think our goal is to talk like as a believer how do you react how do you respond um and again like like we said this is going to be some conversation about uh you know what what we see going on and and uh just our society at large but 
it is interesting, isn't it, guys? Like baptisms, church services. Uh, and I think I, I've seen, I'll throw it back to you guys, I've seen even just some conversation uh, and even conversation on the level of arguments of, is this right? Is it not right? Is it really church? Is it not church? Um, and so, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to see, I think, responses. Anytime we have new technology, uh, there's always a lot of apprehension, I think, on uh, how it's used and where it's used and the validity of it. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out over time and how people use it as a, a platform for, for good or for bad. So. Yeah, no, let, let's focus on that then. I, I think, cause you guys both kind of, you know, we were, we're really focusing on the, the tool that it is and maybe the good, and maybe we can on the back end, we'll kind of touch on, you know, some of the things that are, uh, need, we need to be wary of or, or, um, prepared, you know, on the negative side of things. But like, uh, I read a, really good um, article. If you just Google the gospel coalition.org and then just put prepare metaverse or metaverse, there's a really, really interesting article there. I I got a a lot of good insights from it. It's a faith-based article, but one thing I disagreed with what they said is, well, links in the description. We'll put the link in the description. Sure. We'll we'll put the link in the description. Good call out. Um, Definitely for, for the article. One interesting thing I, I saw, um, the one thing I disagreed with was they said we're five to 10 years away and I completely mm. disagree. We are not five to 10 years away from this. We are like Brennan just said, there's actually some of these happening now. And, and to be honest with you, and I don't, I'm not super into business, but uh, Facebook's actually reporting like some of its lowest profits ever. So, so if, if Facebook is not doing so well as a company financially, right, as they have been for in years, so they're, they're more motivated than ever to get this metaverse thing going ASAP. And there's other people as well, because they know they call this web 3.0. So you have like the internet and, and now you have like kind of social media and the apps and now what this thing is, which is, which is the metaverse, which is web 3.0. So I think it's 12 to 24 months. Um, it'll continue to develop more, but I, I really do. I think in the next, you know, year, two, three years, and as more users are using it. So I, was, I say that to say like there was more oculuses like the device that you use to get into the metaverse sold than xbox so yeah yeah this and, and this is shows you where so we're this at. has happened yeah exactly and, and it's going to happen quick and then the other thing that was really fascinating from the article that they had said um which was they said that we are just catching up to you know in the last the churches in the last five or ten years to the internet and social media, which I thought was spot on. I do, I do, I do think there's always a handful of churches that are a little bit more cutting edge, but I think, I think they're right. And it made me think because of the, you know, weariness or whatever. Yeah. Like it, we could, we could actually, um, people might hesitate too long in the metaverse opposite of what you seeing with life church and a few other churches. And then we are end up being behind. If you think about like how long it took a lot of churches to do live streaming or to, you know, be on Facebook and stuff like that, I, it's very, there's a, a high pro, you know, possibility that the church is going to do the same thing with the metaverse. So just, to, and now we think about social media and lot, most churches and most Christians think about church that have live streaming and social media as yes, it needs to, it's a necessity to, to spread the gospel, yeah. but we, we were kind of late on it. So is that going to happen here? 
Well, and I think we can even back up a little bit as we get into this conversation of the idea of even just live streaming itself and the tool that the church has used and how we've used it. And it was kind of controversial up until the start of this pandemic back in 2020, uh, when it no longer became uh, the antics of the devil per se uh, for everybody, because everybody was like, no, we need this now because we have to, on some degree, probably use live streaming. And so I'm not calling out the extreme one way or the other, but uh, churches that weren't uh, live streaming, whether it just because they're a smaller uh, church or didn't have the... Uh, the manpower to do so or the equipment uh jumping on board and trying to figure out ways to do it and now it's a more common thing and also we've seen now an impact of okay this can be used as a very good tool and now totally. as we're a couple of years in this we're starting to see that conversation I continue to say okay the online church is great and has amazing amazing uh abilities within its uh, power as a tool for spreading the gospel and preaching to someone who maybe never would come to church. But also we have to balance that with the importance of coming together and gathering as the church. And so I think that's where now, as we start to talk about this whole metaverse idea and integrating uh, the church and church interactions within it is how do we do that? How do we do it effectively? And yeah, I, I think there's going to be uh, somewhat of a hesitation for some um, yeah, I, I think it, again, I, I'm not saying one way or the other. I think it's going to be really interesting to see play out. And so, yeah, that's, it, it's just interesting to watch some of these trends and how they've happened and the circumstances of the world and how do we, uh, adopt and adapt, not conform necessarily, but, but we do, we have to adapt. And so how are we using what we have to the best of our ability really to do the same, uh, and the, the thing that is at the heart of everything we do, which is to spread the message of Jesus everywhere we go with whatever we're doing. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see again, how people react, how people respond, um, and, and what play and what factor that will have for the church itself. So the biggest thing is, is you're saying that churches are so far behind. It depends on the size of the church. I have a feeling because the resources that they have, because these devices Absolutely. that you put on your head, they cost, was it $300? So if you need to have a volunteer team to go into this metaverse and be in there, like that's a lot of money. Are you just expecting those people to have the device and stuff? Or are you going to provide it for them? And you have to buy a spot. You have to buy real estate inside of the, the metaverse. So, I mean, some churches will be, will be behind because they can't afford it as well. So, yeah. No, that's that's true. I mean, I it's it, it's it's valid and also I and I but here's the, here's the other side of it. Some church organizations will be behind, but the church doesn't have to be. Exactly. Like I I I'm a, I'm a big believer and I've always said this is um sometimes what we've done in the you know, the modern day American church is we bottleneck the gospel. And that we have said that the only way that people will find out about Jesus is coming to church service. And don't get me wrong, that is an amazing way. That that you know, there's there's truth to people coming to church, hearing a sermon, coming to Jesus. 
but not everybody is going to go to church, right? Like you may be the only Bible that somebody reads, right? Like your life. So mm -hmm. at the same time, us as Christians, right? I've thought about it and, you know, we've done street ministry, right? I, I, I know me and Brennan did it in, in Chicago and evangelism and that kind of stuff and outreaches. And I thought like, you know, down the line, yeah, I, I might, and I have to balance it because I don't want to get lost in the world. And we'll talk about that side of things in a second, but like I might get an Oculus and put a timer on my phone and go, I'm going to spend an hour a week with the mission, with the purpose to talk to people about Jesus, just as we would if we went to downtown Chicago or just, you know, and, and a, a quote, one of my yeah. old pastors used to say was, um, the message is sacred, not the method. Like the method of, of how I present the gospel or talk to somebody is not sacred. The word of God is sacred. We're not going to twist or change the word of God. The message of the gospel and who Jesus is, is sacred. But I mean, look at worship music from hymns, right? To, to Psalms, to, to things in the Bible, right? To hymns, to contemporary, to hip hop, to genres of, you know, talking about Jesus. So, you know, I, 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 I think at the end of the day, are, are we glorifying God? Are we bringing people to Jesus? I think is like a crucial indicator. And I think I, I agree with you guys. Like the pandemic changed a lot of things. And, I, and there's situational stuff too, right? Like my mom has a few different health things going on right now. So she's not able to go physically to church service. So she does, uh, she uh, joins her um, Bible study on Zoom and she'll stream, right? Or listen to the message. But right now she physically can't, attend so there are legitimate situations and i mean I, I pray to the lord that like you know this is the last pandemic and we're but what if that happens again right I like like those type of situations i mean things have changed like i can't give somebody a high five or a hug like that i've never met before and even the ones i do now like I, like a lot of things culturally are shifting so you know, there's some, some of these things that, that kind of lean in the, the metaverse kind of leans into some of those changes. No. Yeah. That's, that's great. I just want you to think of this though. Get the metaverse. You go up to talk to people. Like, uh, so pe for people that doesn't know much about it, about these Oculus devices or whatever, can you talk to people directly or are you just looking at them? Like, like, how does that work? Can you hear what people are saying? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, you can you can have conversations in here. So you'll like you'll be in there. You'll look at you'll look at their avatars or characters, and then um, then you can kind of have conversations with like the mic and stuff, and oh, and talk really? to them. So it's like playing on Xbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's very similar to that. Like even the Craig Rochelle Church. Like I saw a video clip of it, and everybody's just sitting like on these like stairs, if you will, watching. And then there's an actual video, a real life video. So it's not, <laughs> it's not the pastor's not, um, not yet. We're not there yet. The pastor's not preaching as a care, as an avatar, but it's just an actual video of the message. I just like had an amazing idea for these. So you know how like you watch, you're watching on your phone or whatever. You're watching service on your phone. It's just yep. not, it doesn't feel the same, right? Especially during worship or something. You put on these goggles, you have a 360 camera towards the front. So you're at the front totally. of the stage and <clears throat> you're like, that's where like up front, you feel the spirit a little bit more, you know, it's like it, you, you get into it more, right? So like if you're have these goggles on, you could be up front and worshiping and you could be front row 
and you can turn around and see all the people behind, but in the congregation worshiping in real life on Sunday mornings. That could be a new Facebook Live. No, I mean that's your spot. You that's go. fabulous. I mean, in some ways, this will make the online experience better. Like, so yeah. for for people streaming online or things like that, like in some ways, like this actually can improve that that for people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and I think we have to think about like the why of it all, you know, um, and not to make that just a broad statement, but I, th- I think we have to look at it and say, this is a pretty big question. So, you know, I'm not sure that we're attempting to necessarily answer this in our in its full entirety. Um, but if we look at things in our society, if we look at uh, what's going on, I mean, for Facebook as a company, which between Facebook and Instagram, the largest social networking platforms in the world, worldwide, right? Uh, intentionally yeah. changed their name, right? From Facebook as a company to Meta. Like they're intentionally putting everything into this. You know, I don't know about everything, but a, a no, lot, no. like you said, Donald, like he said they, they really- It's like 108 yeah. billion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A huge right. It's a huge shift, yeah. Or million, exactly. so billion. Like they're intentionally yeah. doing this. And again, we we've like we've said, this isn't only Facebook that is is doing this. There's other you know, uh, decentralized platforms and things like that that are are doing it and everything like that. But when we ask that question, like why are we headed in this direction? And I think it could do two things. It could it could give us either that fear of like, okay, we go to the extremes. We have to talk about this. Uh, in, in the sense of, I think a lot of people's minds go to the uh, concept of like the movie Ready Player One. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, it's it's kind of set in the future where a lot of things have gone on in the world, wars, famines, things like that. Um, most people are living in poverty. And so their escape becomes this virtual reality world that is built. And now the creator, and not to give the whole scope of the video, the, the movie itself, but essentially there is a prize to be won where you get control of this entire world, whoever wins uh, these certain tasks and things like that. But you kind of see like the clash of like what is real life versus what is happening in like almost this like fine line where people get kind of lost in virtual reality and they can't distinguish between what they're experiencing, whether it's real life or it's not. And so I think that like whether you're Christian or not, I think that's kind of like the grandiose concern for this whole meta uh, experience and virtual reality and uh, artificial reality. It's like what what is the experience of it and why are we drawn to it? Why are we going to it? And Donald, I, I think you kind of spoke into that a little bit as we've seen some shifts within our society and how people interact. And we're more connected now more than ever because of technology and resources that we have. But is it being effective in a way that is drawing us closer together as a society? Um, and so it's, it, I think we have to ask that question, like why, and I'll throw it back to you guys. Like, why, why do you feel like people are drawn so much into this concept? Is it us trying to escape our reality? Uh, whether that maybe looks like, you know, if I'm in a place, a place where I can't stand my real life, let's just be honest. Am I trying to escape to something else? What do you guys think? Like what, what is the why behind it? You know? Me, Donald, you got it. I got this. Go ahead, dude. Took part real quick from my opinion. So, <laughs> I used to do this a lot in high school, right? What did I play in high school? I would play Xbox almost mm-hmm. every night. 
I created basically a family of people on Xbox, right? They knew everything. We talked about everything. Um, and, you know, it, it was like an escape from this world, you know? An escape. And, you know, um, we were we had clans. We were called clans. So we had... Um, our clan was brothers from different mothers, BFDM. So we're all... <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun of it come on guys so now we're called t-log the league of gentlemen so uh, so same BF people uh some of them's gone some of them like okay, they, okay. this was older so i i was adopted into like an older clan um i was 16 when i joined it and most of them were like 25 and up so um all of the guys now are like in their fifties and sixties, um, crazy and forties. So, uh, but no, it's BFDM. So like we built a family, we built a community on there, but it was different. So it was like, I've never met any of them. I don't know who they are in person. I don't know who they are in real life. So, I mean, it, it's an escape, but you build a community in that escape. Yeah, no, I, um, in my opinion, I think for most people, <clears throat> it'll be um, escapism and uh, fantasy. And people struggle to live in reality and aren't happy with their reality. So they want to live in a fantasy world. And I don't say that in a mocking way. I just say it as in truth. We, we see it now we see fantasy sports, we see um, all the reality shows, we see television and movies that take us away to a different world. And I'm, I'm a huge, like I, I'm entertainment junkie, right? Like me and my wife, like we'll watch shows or uh, watch movies. Um, you know, like I said, another, on another episode, like I, I stepped away from video games because I didn't have balance. And I felt like God told me to do that specifically me, but I'm, I think video games are awesome. Um, there's some positives to it. There's also some uh, uh, negatives if there's an imbalance or right, or if it becomes like a little bit too much, like you, you being, being addicted and not balancing. But yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the truth is, is that that's one of the dangerous things is that, you know, people ex will just escape from the reality because the reality isn't great and justifiably so like they might be poor. They might be going through struggles. Like, like I've been there, you know, growing up, I had a little bit of a, a crazy household. Um, even though my parents were great parents, it wasn't always the most peaceful. And, uh, you know, playing video games was, was an escape just to hang out and play video games and it was, you know, have fun. So, um, but yeah, that's a negative. Something I, something I read um, in that article from the Gospel Coalition, they're kind of given a few different points of things to watch out for. And uh, one of them was the givenness of identity in the customized world. And I thought, ooh, it really, I re really, really sunk in with me because if you think, it can, this is like a former youth pastor talking to you right now. So, I, you know, being with young people, um, not too far removed from it too, just a couple of years ago. If you think it's already challenging for adults and for young people, with their identity because of social media and who they are and who they are in God and, and what really matters. 
it's going to be even more challenging in the metaverse because they can create all that. They can they can create their world and who they are. And in some ways, that's a really cool opportunity. And in other ways, like I'm I'm a huge proponent in that I believe that the devil has lulled Christianity to sleep in a lot of ways. Not not everybody, but in a lot of ways, the American church, we've been kind of lulled to sleep by entertainment and by comfort. And this goes right along with it that we get lulled into a sleep of entertainment and hanging out and doing all these things that we miss what we're supposed to do on this earth, which is to spend time with Jesus and to spread his word. So, so that those are kind of, you know, some of my initial thoughts about, you know, the dangers of it, honestly, that, that we need to really be mindful of. No, that's huge. Yeah. And, and I think circling back to a statement you made earlier, Donald is like when, when we, now circle back to that conversation of the church and how to how do we interact with this it's it's like everything in moderation like everything in life it it truly is you know how are we using it and i think honestly i i think that when it comes to maybe streaming or social media and now this whole concept of virtual reality and meta space how is the church going to respond to it the the church at large how are we as believers are we going to because Many times, I think that we miss the boat for fear of misuse of the platform, right? Uh, and, and like you said, it's it's not the message that that changed. It's it's maybe the medium and and what we and how we share it does. And so I think there's a greater risk of the church misusing and misrepresenting yeah. ourselves within uh, maybe this said space um, instead of completely just missing it at all and just writing it off, you know, and saying, no, there's no potential for this at all. There's nothing that can, that's good can come out of this. It's completely evil. I, I think we would be completely misusing this opportunity. Now, am I saying that, uh, yeah, any extra, uh, cash flow the church has, we should uh, invest heavily into real estate within meta so we can build church platforms for every single church. No, like, like Matt said, I don't think there's, there's number one, most churches don't necessarily even have that kind of resource. Um, but I think it's really the mentality that we can look at it and say, okay, how can we most effectively use it as an opportunity in a tool in moderation? Because yeah, the last, you want to do is miss that opportunity to reach somebody and whether it was through a church live stream or it was through a, a, a conversation in the metaverse maybe that person we've talked a little bit about this maybe that person would never never ever think about setting foot in a church but based on an interaction maybe they have with somebody or walking into a metaverse church they'd consider actually in real life thinking about actually going and doing it you never know. And there's in their stories, even yeah. I've, I've heard through uh, some different individuals who are trying this and evangelizing and life church and things they've done where people truly have encountered God, you know. So, yeah, I would just say that's something I think that we have as believers have to be careful of is is don't miss what the real focus of that opportunity can be. And is it to use it effectively for the spread of the gospel, you know, so. So when it comes back to the whole community side of things, right? A lot of people will probably freak out saying, oh, they're not in the church. They're not in the church, right? How can we do something to make it to where they are in the church, in the community church? 
So like I was saying a little earlier, how I was, you know, I became a clan member by um, joining this BFDM. Um, they were a family. Like I still talk to this mo a lot of them every day, not every day, but I talk to them when I play Xbox. I have all their phone numbers. I can reach out to them if I need something. How can we implement that into this, but do it for Jesus? So, uh, I mean, having the community, people want people in the church for sure. You I mean, that's where you're going to really experience God, right? You can experience God at home, but to be in the community with yeah. that is where you can receive a hug. It's a different. Hug. It's it, yeah. It, it's different being in being in person. Yeah, for sure. So there's going to be a lot of pushback on that, a lot. Mm -hmm. But I agree, and I think it's it's maybe so much not do we use it or do we not use it. It's it's more of like how do we have creative solutions to bridge that gap? Exactly. You know. Yeah. And and does that look like creating up resources and opportunity that's uh, readily available for people that, hey, wherever you're from, and I've seen some people try and do this is like, you know. Uh, cataloging basically uh resources and churches maybe within their area you know and so again i, I think going back and, and donald was kind of sharing this and reminding me of the the story of like craig rochelle and life church um and not that that we're like highlighting them specifically for any reason but they were the ones that did create the you know they created the bible app it was the first bible app it was when iphones first came out people are like this is not going to work this is not going to take off. Uh, and they saw great success right away. Why? Because they took a, a leap of faith and said, let's give it a shot and see what happens with it. Um, and, and now you can see that, you know, uh, most people are, are somewhat familiar maybe with, with what the Bible app is. And so, yeah, I think it's uh, finding creative means to, to actually approach this and then living in yeah. moderation, I would say are two important things to think about for, for anyone, for anybody yeah. looking at how do we think about, how do we react to what this whole space looks like? No, I mean, you're spot on, like the moderation thing, like, okay, we all agree. Like if you use social media, man, like I could go, Hey, I'm going to use social media to talk about Jesus. Okay. Now what happened the last 45 minutes? Well, man, I just started, I, I watched one video on TikTok or Instagram and I started scrolling and I kept scrolling and all of a sudden it's been an hour and I didn't do anything, right? Why? Because of lack of discipline, moder you know, moderation, not having enough self-awareness or having some type of gauge. So 100% this could be that as well. Like, hey, I'm going to go out, you know, to the to the bars to go evangelize to people but then i'm gonna go fall into my no no so yeah you have to be on guard you have to have wisdom you you know probably go with other people right like other christians just like you would normally with evangelism but but yeah i i think that is for sure you you have to make make sure your your life isn't so wrapped up in your identity in the metaverse right like all those type of things that we've talked about you know in recent years with social media and the internet and how that affects us emotionally and and not having those physical human connections and how that can affect us you know all those things are real situations that we need to be mindful of that we need to be on guard for but here's what i'll say and and I'm, I'm in my thirties now, so I'm, I'm eventually, you know, going to be older, if you will, like eventually, I mean, people probably, you're younger, an old way man. younger than me. I'm an old man now. Um, 
<laughs> these guys are younger than me, so that's why they're saying it. But, but the, but the, the here, here is my kind of illustration. And this is my, and don't get me wrong, I'm more, I'm more concerned about how it's going to affect people's men, mentals, how it's going to affect their identity, how um, people are going to get lost in this world. I, I have three kids. I think about this. I, I, I more think about the negatives than the positives. So, so hear me. Like I'm very much aware of the challenges that that this is going to cause and the dangers of this. That being said, people are going to go there. People are going to be there regardless, right? So, so we we do need to reach them because um, more and more people are going to be home. And not going to go out as often. So how how are you going to talk to these people? How are you going to reach them, right? And what I would say to you is, if you thought door to door evangelism was effective at one point, if you and this is especially you know maybe the my, you know my parents' generation, if you thought the the Bible track was powerful and it worked, well then this can work too. Like I I th- this can work too. Like the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit of God is within us as Christians. And through our lives, we can be a mouthpiece to point people to Jesus, to, to give people prophetic words, to pray for them and them to be healed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know, yes, laying hands is an, an important thing, but also I believe that there's been plenty of times that I've called somebody on the phone and prayed for them. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit would minister to him in that moment. So, so it, it is an opportunity. Don't discount it. And really what you need to do is just pray about, hey, w- what ways can I get involved? Maybe it is being involved in person. Maybe it isn't in the metaverse. But, but really start to pray like, you know, in what ways um, can I be an impact, you know, for people who, who, who need Jesus? For sure. Now, I our homework needed... for all of our listeners is to go and buy a VR headset and start your no, online ministry. No, not our homework. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I think <laughs> the discount I... discount code is in the uh, description below. I think just kidding. We, we should... are not sponsored by any. Uh... I think we should do a topic on this though: how to handle yourself as a Christian in the universe metaverse. There you go. I think no, that's, that's cool. A, I think yeah. that's a topic f- that we might all have to go buy these VR headsets and then do it in VR. Well, and and, and 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 to be honest with you too, Matt. <laughs> yeah, do it in VR. We could. Um, to be honest, that's, with you, that's what we're doing our podcast for now on Metaverse style. <laughs> we'll let you guys know. Well, that that's that's up for discussion. <laughs> um, but here's here's what I'll say too: is that's a great topic that we will address. Is how to be Christians in the metaverse, because guess what? You might go, well, that's not relevant to me. Okay. The same conversation that we're having about how to be Christians in the metaverse is the same conversation of how to be Christians on social media. And hear me, I think I think one of the loudest denominations in the Christian church on social media is the Republican and Democratic Party. But whoa, we're not going to go there. I'm not going to go there today. <laughs> but I'm just saying... I'm saying that that is definitely something that we need to be mindful of, of how we should be as Christians and what should be our focuses in as Christians in the church 
on the metaverse and social media. So, okay. So I, I won't, I won't go too far into that. I'm, I'm not a very political person, but I also, I'm a gospel centered person. That's, that's my heart behind all of this. So hear my heart. Um, we will touch on that at some point. Okay. Final thoughts, guys, as we wrap up today on the metaverse, any last thoughts that you have? No, because I'm going to go into like five other tangents. So uh, you got my mind really working now. So I think we need a couple topics on this a couple in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> For sure. We got to do more on it. I, I, think you, I, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with what we said earlier is, you know, in consideration of this, what are, what are even creative ways that God can use us? And we'll just open that up to uh, use you through social media, use you through personal in-person interactions, use you in this new space. You know, what, what are ways that God can inspire uh, and bring out new things? And how are we living in every area of our life with this mentality of eternity uh, with moderation? And I think that's that's a key factor to consider um, so that we don't get lost in anything that we're doing. So that's good. Awesome. Well, hey, thank, thank you guys again for, for joining us on the Temporal Eternal podcast. Once again, subscribe. Even if you just listen or watch on one platform, we really appreciate it if you subscribe and follow. Leave ratings too. Um, it really helps those algorithms and to get in front of other people. So uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, YouTube. And yes, of course, temporaleternal.com. Cop a t-shirt. Get some merch. Cop a hat. Get some merch. Uh, uh, some of the proceeds are actually going to be going to some really cool uh, gospel-centered media projects. We're going to be releasing some spoken words and some different things like that, um, which are going to be, uh, you know, for encouraging and challenging Christians, but also uh, spreading the gospel to to non-believers. So uh, some of the proceeds of that store go to kind of creating those things. And there's a few other really big things that we have. Um, I've kind of mentioned on some other episodes. Um, so, uh, but we really honestly don't have a ton of funds to put them all together yet. So that's why we have the little apparel store shop uh, to, you know, put some funds towards it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we just, I appreciate your support. Again, if you guys have any prayer requests or anything like that, feel free to DM us, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, TikTok. And then of course, if you ever have, uh, suggestions for topics, uh, passages of scripture, whatever, uh, send us a message or even comment, um, on the, on the video on YouTube, or, uh, feel free to just comment on any of our social media posts, but thank y'all and hope you have an awesome week. Who day. <laughs>